Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down Wake and Bake America, how's it growing, guys? What's growing on? How much can we use the word growing? Yeah. <laughs> Episode 376, Wake and Bake America. If you guys are uh, hanging out, which you are, good to see you. Hope you're high. You can see here, if you guys are checking out the YouTube video show, I got my bong here to compete with Scotty's uh, constant vaping and whatever else he has going on. This thing, uh, shout out, this is the original from MN Legit. Paul over there, um, it says what's growing on on it, so once Scott starts talking, I'm going to start pounding on this. Nice. Like Scotty says, in this industry, we got to keep our tolerance up, right? I was just talking to uh, uh, the head of Lambert, Pete, who's going to try to explain Pete to me a little bit, man, and he was laughing, saying, is this the guy that hits the vaporizer all the time? And I was like... Man, I gotta keep my shit together, man. Can't, can't can't be getting all kooky when I take a, a a couple hits, man. So yeah, this is my tolerance. This is I'm training right now, dude. Oh, hold, hold you, on. Yeah, you doing a little doing a little training yourself, man. Dude, <laughs> right. I got there's ice here in the tube. If you guys can see that, super smooth. And I pulled out some oh, vintage, yeah. vintage I'm Island a- Sweet Skunk, man. This shit's probably like two and a half years old. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody yesterday that was all excited about seeds, and he was like, "I'm getting Island Sweet Skunk ISS," and he was all, you know, he's all into it, man. So, yeah, what's well, old is new, you know. It's, it just depends if you got it or not, man. That ISS is such a nice, just the big fluffy buds, man, just all over the place. That's a, I bet you that's a fun one to grow outside, man. That's a great daytime stream, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sativa and stuff like that. You were covering for you, dude. We're covering for you. Let me know when you can Good. breathe or if you need me to call 911 or something like that, man. But <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where to put my bong. There we go. All right. I'm so. thinking of those oxygens. You know how you go to the ski resorts and they've got the oxygen canisters that you can breathe? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. Take one of those on weed, man. Can you imagine <laughs> one of those on weed? Let's get into the show, guys. Yes, got, sir. got... Uh, we're going to talk a little about some news, some grow talk. Uh, we got the meme contest. What meme contest we got this this show? Yeah, we're blasting both of them out. We did two of them uh, two weeks ago. We, we started shit, it's two in one show. Yeah, so we got to uh, give away this beautiful. Hang on. I think it's in your crotch somewhere. There we go. <laughs> this beautiful I, mountainside piece. That is funny, by the way, what people were saying when I reached down for my coffee or whatever <laughs> the hell I'm drinking. It does look like I'm reaching right into your lap, dude. So No, thank you. Yeah, thanks for keeping a, a jar of weed in your crotch. Thanks for always keeping a smoking implement in your crotch, dude. It's mighty cool yes. of you. But anyway, this beautiful mountainside piece right here. This is like a little... Um, uh, this is a little traveling dab rig, I guess you'd call this. I'm not uh, all hip on all the nomenclature, but what I know about this thing is if I drop it right now, I'm going to be able to pick it up and still ship it to you because it's fucking strong as hell. It's uh, Matt was teaching me a little bit about welded glass, and you can see this thing is welded down there on the bottom as well as up there on the top, the tube inside it. And then he just puts little stuff like that, you know, little 
you know, ex- extras like that to keep it really, you know, and come on, the worst thing is when you spend a few hundred dollars on glass, you drop it and you break it and it, it's in the garbage can. So uh, Matt says he builds things to resist himself. <laughs> I always think that's funny. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful little good. piece. And uh, yeah, my buddy Greg does his site for him. He does beautiful photography and they have a beautiful, or it's a beautiful uh, uh, website over there, mtnsideglass.com. So go support the uh a true Colorado glass blower doing his thing and uh, and, and doing it well and supporting the crew. So thanks, Matt. Or word. We'll listen in in a minute, moment here after uh, we BS a little. We'll be uh, hooking you guys up. Yep. So I was going to yell at Mammoth Microbes. Going to be at the. Why would DGC you yell at those Cup. guys when they've been so nice to us, man? What did DGC they do? Cup supporters are coming out. Um, well, they're local, but they're coming on down to hang out. They're going to be there. I'm sure you can get yourself one of those. I hope they bring hats. all the classy girls, man. Remember they had this. <laughs> they went to the place to get all the all the classy girls, man. I like that. Yeah, they were set up nice at the seed to sale show. They went to probably a modeling agency as opposed to an escort service. That's probably the difference, man. That's what I'm thinking. Well, while I'm BSing Mammoth Microbes for just a moment here, Guru, if you have time, I don't know if you do, to pull up sourcevapes.com because they redid their homepage and it's hilarious. So oh, check yeah. that out real quick. But Mammoth Microbes, uh, come to the cup, man. They're going to have more than just samples there. We're definitely going to have some awesome giveaways if you guys haven't been listening. DGCCup at Gmail will get you an invitation to the cup where you can purchase your tickets at Eventbrite. Eventbrite is our ticket processing service, if you will. So, uh, yeah, guys, step it on up and get those tickets. Like I said, it just helps us gauge. uh, I know we're having a good party. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah. Want to get those in there and get ready to hang out. It's around the corner, man. Almost just about a month away, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know, I got a couple of emails from friends of mine that I'm super excited. Actually, text and stuff like that. That I'm super excited for them to come. And they were just like, yeah, I'm bringing my cousin. He really was. I'm bringing my cousin. Can he get us in? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I would actually do that because you have to be on the list. I have no problem if somebody can't afford to go and really wants to go. You know what I mean? One of my friends or something like that, dude, I'll I'll cover you. But I will say if you can't afford to throw the $25 down, we did really work hard to make this affordable. I mean, something like this should be a hell of a lot, you know, I'll have a lot more than 25 bucks if you're getting a lot of cannabis included. And so, uh, yeah, this is where the dude says, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. My, my goal is to, I'm promoting this event to hang out with people, but yeah, I want to break even. Like, I want to get to I, the I point. I don't want to lose. I, I say to people, you know, if you need me to get you in for free, I can. I'm going to lose three grand on this event, minimum. You know, I haven't even paid for the t-shirts and shit, but whatever, man. I'm, you know, I want people here. I'm doing this to throw a party. So, you know, but, but the point is if you can, and, and it's a real pain in the ass. I have no idea how I'd get somebody in completely free. I'm glad to upgrade. If somebody needs a judge's pass upgrade, we're going to be throwing all, all, all those around. Definitely going to have a lot of fun with that, but just make sure you get that $25 ticket so you can get into the events. Cause there's some with that event, bright. It's something where to make it a party to, to make it so the cops can't kick our door in. It's gotta be a private party with your invited and your names on the list. And that's all that's why Eventbrite is all involved in everything. If it wasn't, I just have them doors wide fucking open, man. Hells yeah. Uh so yeah, check that out. GGC Cup at Gmail. Um and we were talking about Mammoth Microbes, but you know how I just have only hit the bong once so far and it's right. getting a little random. But they're gonna be there hanging, like I said, awesome company, great products. 
Um, and I haven't seen it on their site. I was looking for the new ones. Like they're doing a Mammoth N and a Mammoth K, right? You know, NPK. I mean, is and that I just? Seen them, I don't know if that's out yet. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I haven't seen them officially. Uh, maybe we're we're getting maybe we're like gonna get in trouble now. But no, no, they had uh, announced it. There was a press say, release where they announced it. I want to say that okay. stuff is still in the Skunk Works right now. Skunk Works. Yeah. That's like what the Lockheed Martin, where they designed all the new airplanes at. I yeah, yeah, no, skunk I hear works. you. I got People you have there. stolen that. Specialized bicycles had uh, different uh, Skunk Works <laughs> versions of their mountain bikes, and it was the most expensive, ridiculous shit on earth. Right. Because it was Skunk Works, man. Not even the regular person gets to ride that. What we do is secret. Secret. <clears throat> man, if anybody's uh, a check- punk rock out there or likes punk rock, I put on the germs, man. From wh- I haven't listened to that in fucking 20 years, probably. And just put on the germs. The, the one with the big, uh, the big blue oval, the big blue circle on the front. And that fucking album is still awesome, man. <laughs> that kind of just pure raw energy of punk rock. I fucking love that shit. Don't give me and no if, horns, man. There are no horns in punk rock, all right? And if we can move out of the supporter shout-outs <clears throat> almost to get into what's growing on. I was Did you did you pull uh, Source Vape's homepage? Dude, I did, tell me what I'm looking for here, man. Everywhere? What? what? What am I looking for here? I'm seeing the, the Orb 4. I don't see anything that makes me laugh my ass off, though. Well, just on my page, it's all animated video it on the homepage of just people blowing vape out like crazy. Like it's a competition, like when you see those cars going off. On sourcevapes.com? I wonder what I'm doing wrong. Maybe, I don't know. This is the way they uh, browse to me to be cool. But anyway, <laughs> if you guys do pick up a Source Vapes for your concentrate experience, experience or experiment, either way. Um, pick up a Source Vapes, use coupon code DUDE, and uh, check it out. Yeah, man. I think I put... I think I put something in the um, in in the uh, news today, man. There was a guy that didn't know what to make of dabs in Florida, you know. And I was just thought it might be interesting to talk about because, you know, dabs are concentrated flour, you know. So if you need their, you know, concentrated medicine. So if you need that medicine, being able to, you know, take one dab and get the equivalent the amount of THC that's in, and CBD that's in ten or fifteen bong hits. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, I think what they were saying was that uh, they're going to just have concentrates. That's what they're going to be recommending medicinally in Florida. I don't know if you can buy flour. Anyway, it was just like a letter to the editor where the guy was like a libertarian. He was pretty cool about like, I'm all I voted for legalization and I voted for this. But uh, I'm concerned <laughs> that children, you know, that the children will get a hold of this. And But it was kind of interesting because he was saying St. John's County. I think that's I thought that was like. Bradenton. I'm not really sure where that's at, but he was just saying that. I thought maybe Jacksonville area, but just that that uh, dabs and wax is just totally prevalent there. And we're it's hanging out here in Colorado, thinking that wax and everything doesn't make it to all parts of the country, but it does. It absolutely does, man. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, considering how easy. I mean, that's one of the appeals with it for <laughs> so people that are ship. It's very very it easy molds to ship, right very, to my butt. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, let's see here. What you got, Ooh. man? What you got? Hey, man, oh, can I just throw some? Executive producer, what you got? Uh, who do I have for executive producer? Oh, well, how do you say the Scruffalous? I, t- I talked to this guy, <laughs> man. I know this. He's a really nice guy. Called me up, was asking me about the catalog. The dude grows catalog. And uh, he just loaded this up with a whole bunch of segments, a whole bunch of interviews. He wanted to make sure he was doing it right. And uh, thank you so much, man. I think Pothead Assistant got to it. And what we did is we're just looking for the Poundhouse guys were up there. People were always asking us for the Poundhouse soil recipe. 
And uh, so somebody, Scruffless, found it for us. We went and we made a, uh, a, a, a post out of it, you know, with the you know, time-stamped, you know, so you can just go right to it, click play, and, and, and just watch it. And uh, so now it's searchable for everyone to enjoy and everyone to learn from. So that's awesome, man. That's worth a 1,000 nugs any day, man. So thank you. He earned himself a whole bunch of nugs, and he is executive producer for it. Hell yeah. Hey, Let's get these real, meme. Should we do these meme winners now? We, we can, but going on real what? quick, I just want to throw some love to my boy Mike over at uh, uh, Grow Big Hydro in McKenzie Park, Illinois. He had a whole bunch of bullshit happen where a bunch of shit talkers started a bunch of crap. And he was nice enough to just uh, defend me and say something nice about about me. And uh, I really appreciated that. It's I just couldn't. I just don't want to dive into negativity and stuff like that with with that. You know, I don't want to chase idiots. You know, I'd rather chase smart, intelligent people. Maybe there's more to learn there. So, but thank you so much, Mike, for uh, for all you do, man. I appreciate you being a good friend. That's uh, Grow Big Hydro in McKenzie Park, Illinois. One of the first guys to come on and, and believe in recharge. So, thank you for that. Yes, sir. Sounds like you got into one of those internet arguments. Is that I what they're called now? I just, like, some dude, <laughs> some guy I know. Some guy, you know, like, a, I thought he was kind of my friend. I don't know. You don't have to be friends with people forever, you know, but I, I like the guy. I thought he was nice. I uh, just, I guess he got fired from his job and freaked the fuck out and started just freaking on anybody who was, uh, had ever been nice to him. I don't, I don't know. I was a little bit confused on it, so I just kind of backed out, but... That is all I will say, man. I backed out Sounds and went, good, and went to Sounds dinner good. and uh, had a great time. That, that's, how I, that's how I handled that. Word. Well, uh, yeah, do, the, do you want to do these meme winners or get into what's growing on? Yeah, let's do it, man. Well, you know, let's, let's talk about what's growing on and do the meme winners after what's growing on. How about that, man? Cool, cool. I got some shit to bullshit about, man. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. What you got? <laughs> Can I try to make you laugh right off the bat, man? Is, yeah, yeah. So... I had this one little project I was supposed to do this weekend, which was convert the dryer. I have a nice gas dryer I bought my wife right before I moved about six months ago. So I moved, and I have actually a big propane tank outside. I'm in the sticks now, man, where it's a propane tank. They come and fill it with propane gas, and I used to be on natural gas. So I had to do that thing where you know how when you order like a CO2 burner from the store, you have to tell them natural gas or propane? Yeah. So I am a kind of know a little bit about this stuff there's a little orifice in there it's this little just these little kind of pieces that you take out and reinstall and it just has to do with the density of the gas you know it either lets a little bit more gas or a little bit less gas in so i just had to replace these two little pieces i bought the pieces off amazon they were 25 bucks and so it comes with little instructions it's like the first instruction just remove the cover remove front cover well, to remove the front cover, you have to remove the back cover, the top, the control panel, <laughs> and then you can access the front cover. So I'll just start. I'm like, holy shit, this is really hard, man. So I'm going to play this video really quick. I hope you all are watching the video show. If not, hopefully you catch this. I found this video of this guy telling me exactly what I needed to know, but he looked like this. Would you, would you listen to this guy? Just, just check this guy out really quick, man. <laughs> All right, watch this. Natural gas to liquid propane conversion for a Samsung Aren't you glad I front-loading dryer. That's it. Over here, you'll see the valve. That's it. 
I can already tell the guy's fucking insane right there. So man. why? Are you just going by looks? Yeah, dude, he looks like he just snorted a fucking huge rail of crystal meth and then turned on the camera. You know what I mean? He's just like Samsung dryer. And then there's one part right about 30 <laughs> seconds into it. He's talking. He's showing, and he's showing me exactly what I need to know. And then he goes, he's like, watch this. Right here. I don't know what you call it because I'm not that good with <laughs> Yeah, then I'm listening. He goes, I don't know what to call it because I'm not really that good with gas. Like, I'm still (laughs) listening to this guy, though. So did the the video help you? Did you get your dryer fixed? Awesome. It was perfect, man. The guy is super valuable, and that's the point is you cannot judge a book by his cover, man. I guess the point is even a guy that possibly just snorted a big reel of crystal meth, as long as you catch him at the right time, still has value, man, okay? As long as he hasn't started getting paranoid yet, you still might get some useful information out of it. Yeah, first hour of the first line, he's probably got some value, man. He can help you unload the car, you know? Mm. I'm just busting balls, man. This guy's video Dude, is super helpful. It's amazing what you people forget, like, in general, what you can use YouTube for, um, any project, anything you don't know how to do. I mean, if you want to – this is the day and age, like, if you have general – mechanical skills like you can become like kind of a good car mechanic with youtube it was funny like, you said that man because when i went to home depot it took me three or four tries to go there i was you know had to run a gas line from outside my house and all that so it took me a little while but i was talking to the guy and after i had done it <clears throat> i was talking to the guy randy my new friend at home depot and he was like yeah it's pretty simple once you do it and i was thinking to myself where it seemed it took me two days to do this thing but with hindsight knowing having the experience it was fucking simple, you know, and then you think about like everybody in this culture wants it in a rush. If I can't just instantly fucking download it, if I can't just fix it within a half hour or less, then I got to find another solution. You know, and this was one where it was like, no, I had to learn. Then I had to take the thing apart and then I had to actually do the repair and then I had to put it all back. together. It was like it took it was there was a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of steps to doing it. And all you had to do was remember that you're a. You're not a simpleton, man. You're a person that can handle complex tasks. And yeah, I took it apart, put it back together, and all, all was well. But it's just great to have this knowledge, man. YouTube is fucking amazing, man. I hope that we can be those guys, like my butt, my, my my methed up buddy <laughs> that looked a little crazy. Uh, he was super valuable, man. And that guy helped me a ton. He decided to whip out his camera and um, and, and teach something. You know, something that maybe took him a whole long time to learn. He decided to help somebody out. And that really is the spirit of, of Dude Grow Show and the DGC. And so uh, I'm down with it, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad I can operate in that kind of world. You know, where yes, information is talk around. coming up if we need, uh, don't forget. Try to have that every show, guys, of course. Um, as well as uh, what is in the minds of... Uh, Guys that are high doing a podcast kind of thing. Oh, I'm just having fun with that, but the, just you do need to understand how it relates to grower being a grower. Is um, yeah. you do have to understand if you're going to run a CO2 burner, how to run a gas line, and uh, the difference so you don't go buying or thinking that when you get natural gas or move to a natural place with natural gas, you can plug in your LP, you know, your uh, propane burner, and and just go. Uh, you can't. You just have to make a little repair. It's simple. Any company will send you the, the parts for 15 or 20 bucks, um, but it is different. So that's that's how it relates to grow. If you're going to be a grower, you got to need, no, need to know the difference between natural gas and propane. <laughs> Scotty's tips and advice on dryer repair. I don't want to talk about growing all fucking day, you know, all, all my life. You know what I mean? So to be able to talk about uh, – uh, 
I don't know, man. Life's awesome, man. The the what we're what we're doing and what we're seeing here is is uh it's a real change in the way people are getting information. It's decentralized information. That's what they. It's a double edged sword because the government built the mili- uh, built the uh, internet as a decentralized multi hub pla- uh, multi hub kind of. Uh, it, it was supposed to be so if something, a network. So if, if one place got nuked, it didn't affect the network, you know? Well, that problem is now you've got you know, a snake with all these heads. Or, you know, you've got all, the, all this, this information coming out. And uh, it's, it's amazing what's happened, man. You can't stop it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is very amazing. And uh, um, you don't seem amazed. Yeah. I, t- I listened to a, I listened to a, I mixed a bunch of soil. Okay, I mixed a bunch of no-till soil yesterday. I was listening to Rogan had this businessman on. He was talking about how in the beginning Google wanted, you know, a few authorities, you know, uh, you know, New York Times or something and Wikipedia and they wanted guys with millions and millions of views and that was who they were going to show on their front page. He goes, "They don't want that." Now they want uh, 10,000 people each with 10,000 views. They want the little guy's perspective on things. And that's really powerful, man. When the little guy can can get his perspective out about nutrient dense food or, uh, you know, whatever, man, it's important. It's powerful. Yeah. What uh, you put out, uh, uh, whatever, not a call, but we were discussing another podcast. You said you wanted to hear some stories about people that were getting help with cannabis yep. that had either illness or disability or whatever. And so somebody reached out and was this, um, when did you talk to somebody over the phone or what happened? Yeah. You know, what happened was I got a call, he got a couple of emails from a, a listener, Don, who was, uh, was like, Hey man, you know, I, he, he uses cannabis for his, uh, oh shit. I can't, I can't remember what he calls it. Anxiety disorder, disorder. And he's like, but you should really talk to my wife. She goes, he goes, my wife was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis uh, a couple of years back. And uh, she's been using cannabis, and they're up in in New York, which is a medical cannabis state. But she was just kind of talking about the, the you know they don't let her. There's no home growers' rights there and stuff like that. So you know you ha- you have to go to a dispensary. It's all very official, and uh, you know it's cost a lot of money. Insurance doesn't cover it, and it costs a lot of money. And it was just kind of interesting hearing how much the medicine worked. She would like the one-to-one CBD to THC and just how much it worked and how much, how much of an improvement on her life uh, using, using cannabis. She uses it in cookies. She's got asthma, so she makes cookies with it. And I was just thinking about how awesome that is that she found a medicine that worked for her. Uh, how lousy it is. She's got $70,000 worth of insurance bills anyway. You know, that, that she's got to pay for insurance. So she's always financially strapped and stuff like that. And she's like, and it's like six, $700 a week in cannabis if, if I want enough to where I can make enough cookies to treat myself. Because, you know. You said six to 700 a week? I believe that's what she said. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm just going off of memory right now. But I thought it was something like that. What I remember she said was it was really expensive for, you know, to, to treat herself with cannabis. And it kind of sucked Man, that. That's why everybody should allow. I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know if it's part of the money-making scheme and some of the lobbying or p- politics right. with cannabis laws being enacted to where some allow home grow and some don't. Obviously, if you're not allowing home grow at all and people are abiding by that you're going to make more money on the quote like i call it like the pharmacy end you know the model of 
you got to go spend this money to get maybe it's only a concentrate. I don't know if in New York didn't. I thought they did only like they didn't even do flour, like only a concentrate or something. Oh, golly. I'm trying to think. It wasn't flour. I want to say it was. I thought, I know she does tinctures. So whatever. I, I don't I don't really remember exactly what Man, it was. But I mean, think how much money. Plus, if you're you're going to be the most passionate grower with attention to detail probably ever if you have if it's helping like a serious disability or disease like MS and you still are healthy enough and phys- you can physically grow the plant. Right. Hey, I'm reaching into love- your crotch for a second here, man. What do, what, what do I got down in the crotch is uh, the, in- oh man, you keep a copy of the intelligent gardener down there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've changed, man. But this book is about nutrient dense food. And what it says is that if you can go buy organic food, that's fine. You can go buy what, you know, whatever, hydropo- you know, however, the hydroponically grown tomatoes. But nutrient dense, to create nutrient dense food, it's, a, it's an art where you have to balance the soil, or a science, I guess, where you have to balance the soil. And you just can't pull massive amounts of, of crops off that, off that soil, man. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's some t- different rotations and rest, whatever it is. You just just can't continually pull off it like that and um, that's what we're doing even if you buy organic food that's what you're doing and and there's i'm trying to get david montgomery on to talk a little bit about micronutrient deficiencies because that's what's happening people are micronutrient deficient and um that's a big pro- reason why people are getting sick you know because we're eating all this hollow food that doesn't really have we're supposed to be eating food for nutrients and we're eating this hollow food that's empty it's void of nutrients so it's pretty crazy yeah not everybody depends on how much money you have no but no you can't buy. i'm reading this book and it's saying dude go to whole foods all you want you're not going to get nutrient dense food there you know or then maybe you will sometimes but there's no guarantee of it even organic production doesn't ensure that you're getting nutrient dense food you know and it it there's more to it. Anyway, I'm going to get into that in the, in the future. But I was talking to a guy. So I've been like my, my uh, grow that I'm doing, the tent that I'm doing. Hey, I'm talking grow. I'm really trying to focus a lot on having a few cannabis plants in there. You're allowed. I'm allowed uh, three for my in veg and three in flowering for myself. And so is my wife. That's the cap at 12. So I can fit that in there. And I'm trying to fit in a bunch of like things like hot peppers, um, uh, leafy greens. And I was talking to a guy, you know, stuff that I can pick off and eat without having to, uh, you know, wait months and months and months. Like the leafy greens, I'm thinking of what, every 12 days or something like that. You could probably pick on those and make a salad out of them. Yeah, they have ones that they call them cut and come again greens. Right. That I mean, you just harvest them every like week and a half or two weeks. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I was just thinking about how that's, that's what I want to do if we can use cannabis this is a gateway to and and we're trying to grow this the best cannabis we can the most flavorful cannabis well if you can get you can transfer that over to your food i don't think that's too much of a stretch get people being aware of their food anyway i was talking to this guy from singapore called me up today and with some totally broken you know english and was doing my best to understand him he was saying that people are really concerned about singapore is one of the richest places in the world okay i mean billionaires live in singapore man um and he was saying that people are really concerned about that, and their their pe- food security is something that's serious. And people are starting to co- be concerned about securing their own lots of of quality food. So it's even things like this. People are definitely getting three fifteens and uh, and LED lights, and they are growing uh, their own food. You know, this guy was telling me about in Singapore they have green walls that they load up. I mean, with I lettuce. see that like on interior scapes. You see them. There's some here. There's companies that install. The- living walls these guys are eating um, but, high quality lettuce out of it though 
I have, I mean, I run a T5 eight bulb and the easiest thing to do if you want constantly to, to grow something and just have some, like I like are micro greens because I don't have to worry about bringing them up to, you know, a mature plant level, sure. you harvest them within a week, et cetera. But growing, I have a struggle in my mind. If you're going to try and grow under HIDs and, and until lighting becomes way, uh, still way more efficient indoors, when you're talking production plants a lot that require certain environments to a degree, right. although I see a lot of people pull off different things in containers, such as carrots and potatoes, et cetera. Uh, but uh, it seems like it's just would, would cost more for you to run that light than for you to apply that part of your budget to just trying to buy quality food at the store because of electrical costs. And then does it make sense because of your carbon footprint? Um, and it depends on where you live, right? It's the easiest thing is to grow things outside that are apply to your area at the right time and then rotate your diet a little bit. <laughs> I know but, there's a, there's a startup that's making full length shipping containers that they install a entire vertical farm on the inside of it and power it with LEDs. And they're doing pretty well with those. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a really good idea for if you're trying to have nutrient-dense food and you live in a city or something and need the space to... I could see that, like in Brooklyn or something like that, stacking those up. I mean, like, hey, where you going? I'm going to my shipping container, man. I'm, go- I'm going to my uh, my veggie container. You want to come? i ride <laughs> my bicycle. <laughs> it's just in the long run, that's only sustainable as if it's solar-powered, not like grid-reliance type shit. Because once you have an issue there, and then if you're going to build, let's build it right a food system with people hanging lights or containers with all this lighting in it, but it's all reliant still upon a big power plug from a nuclear plant or a coal-fired plant or whatever, then it's kind of jaded. You could just go a step in the right direction and not be completely off-grid, but generate your own electricity, still be connected to the power grid. If yours ever goes out, you're still on the grid. If you make more electricity than you use, you get a paycheck from the grid, right? which is cool. Dude, I heard that too, man. The paycheck from the grid thing, the fucking, it went down. They were like, we'll pay you 19 cents per kilowatt hour. Then they're like, oh, we're going to pay you two now. (laughs) Now it's two. But I'm looking at this five by nine gorilla grow tent that I have right here. I made a big no-till bed out of it, and then I built up the walls with big garbage cans that I can put cocoa core. Or, you know, I'm putting cocoa core in. Hopefully, it wicks up, or I'll have a drip system on the bottom. But I can get a lot of of production in there. I could get a few cannabis plants, and I could get a lot of supplementary things like a you know fresh herbs. Um, uh, lettuces, you know, uh, some hot peppers and things like that that could all mature at different times, uh, and and you're right along with this cannabis. And so, what's it costing me? Fifty, sixty? But what's that six thirty costing me to run every month? Fifty or sixty bucks? Fifty or sixty bucks a month, man. What every three months I'm harvesting some beautiful cannabis. That's you know that's a hundred and fifty dollars in invested, under two hundred dollars invested, you know. But I guess I tell you, I do have a lot of money into the nutrients for my no-till bed and all that soil. But if that's a one-time deal, I was going to say you've used it to make two no-till beds already. So I don't. I just think there's something there, man, where you just get it, get a you fill up a, a five by nine or something like that, or a four by eight tent. You have it in your living room. It has some cannabis in there, and it has a whole bunch of other stuff that keeps the bugs away too. You know, was, yeah, I'm down with diversifying your tent, just like diversifying your bonds. <laughs> you got to diversify your tent. You got a lot of different things that require different light intensities, different heights that they grow. So you kind of got to manage it out to where yeah. maybe something's lifted up. My first rodeo. The other, but, I bet you we could do it. But yeah, I heard you. 
When are you gonna have some veggies for sale, man? Not for sale, when but when you come QP over, you peppers. Could, oh, dude, it's freaky. Come on, when I talked to the uh, to Lauren about multiple sclerosis and what she was in a car accident, and then when they looked at her, her brain, she had a lot of legions on it. And I'm sorry, there's just so many things. I'll, I'm gonna save this one for tomorrow. I'm ramble, rambling, so I'll save save some stuff for tomorrow. But the more you look in, into the food system, and the more you look into the even I said this next one, I'm gonna do is about the fertilizer system. Them and like, dude, they're just willing to like, you know, take the bottom of a steel mill and the smelter of a steel mill and take that sludge out and be like, what's it got in there? It's got, you know, all these heavy metals and nasty shit in there and zinc. Oh, it's got zinc in there. Hey, that's a plant food, man. All right, cool. We got zinc food now, man. And, uh, Dude, I mean, I, there was this stuff. I'm pretty sure it's it's called ironite. I'm going to check it. But I'm pretty sure if you put too much of that on your lawn, your lawn's like a fucking toxic waste dump. You know, like it's literally like will kill everything for a long time. Um, anyway, I'll talk about this later, man. I'm rambling. Man, I'm just letting you roll to see how long you can roll. I think you just did like half of what you're supposed to do for tomorrow's show as well. I, dude, I'm just bummed out about this stuff, man. I mean, we're gonna I'm going to talk about all this stuff in, gen, in, in detail, but... I'm freaking out, man. The more I learn, the more I'm like, wow, you know, what is it? Uh, what was our buddy uh, Eric used to say that uh, cannabis is a gateway to gardening? And it is. And it's a, it's a gateway to uh, awareness, food awareness, too, because the, the gardening makes you, you know, want to grow better food. And then it makes you ask how everything else is being grown. And then you realize that the guys just want to grow food. They don't want to grow good food. They get paid by the pound. You, you remember getting paid by the pound. You ever have somebody come up to you and be like, I don't give a shit, man. I remember my brother Tripp was hanging out one time, and uh, his buddy goes, I need it now. And I go, dude, I cut it down last night. It's wet. I mean, my brother Tripp did. And uh, the guy goes, I don't give a fuck. I'm coming over, man. And he fucking, just, you know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> that shit happens sometimes, man. <laughs> It's like, all right, you're paying for it by the pound how it weighs right now. That's my point, man, is you're paying for it by the pound. If somebody wants to buy that shit and you're like, dude, I wouldn't buy that if I were you. Are you nuts, man? I need it. I have a buyer for it. I got somebody waving money for it. If that's what it is in the, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I know that that probably is how it is in the food industry, no? I, I don't, yeah, depending, you mean, on as far as just with, Good food? Yes. With growing like food, raw- with filling that supermarket. So when you go to the supermarket, when was the last time you went to the supermarket and it was empty? I don't remember. It does, not really um, empty. I mean, the supermarket's never been empty. Right. You know? my, right. My- so they always keep on pumping out you know, fruit, food, whatever. But yeah, as a farmer, why would I grow boutique varieties of like vegetables and fruits and everything when I can get a subsidy from the government to grow corn and if anything happens... To my crop, I'm completely protected where I have none of that with the small boutique vegetables and stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, it, uh, it, it's, it's scary to think when you think of the perspective of the big, the big food producers in this country, they don't have the consumer in mind. They've got keeping the shelves filled. They've on, got their mind. bottom line yeah, on their mind. Absolutely. This, yeah. I'm, all right. I'm going to talk about this next show, man. Forget it. I'm, I'm too deep into both, into all this stuff. <laughs> You're very deep into all of it, which is fine, which is fine. Man, I'm deep, uh, man. That's got really away deep, these, bro. Meme, you want to hit up on this meme contest? <laughs> yeah, man? let's have some fun, man. 
Uh, so we got the uh, Mountainside Glass Meme Contest winners. So that this is for the one. Or go ahead. You start do do the announcement. Oh, I, don't, I don't even have them popped up, man. I was, I was smoking and shit, man. You caught me smoking. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, man. <clears throat> Guru, narrate for me, man. That's awesome, man. Who made that one? This one's Mr. Moho Resin. Mr. Moho Resin. Third place in the Mountain Love and it. only first place is getting something here, right? We're yeah, first place. You know what, guys? Hit me up. A moho and, uh, and uh, you know, second and third place, man. Hit me up. I'll find something for you. I'll go and match right down the street. I'll find you something and, and ship something out to you, man. These are really cool, man. So, Oh, hell All yeah. Right, God, Godfather Kush, second place here. Oh, um, come on, man. Of President, old President Bush here, George W., if you will. And it says, if I know oil... And I do. <laughs> Hashtag mountainside rigs hit the best. Fuck <laughs> yeah, <tight>. man. <laughs> that is awesome. That is absolutely awesome, man. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Godfather Kush. And first place Who do is we going got? to be Uncle Jim. Yes. All right. Uncle Jim out in the uh, he, he, Pacific he, Northwest area. Absolutely. I absolutely. With the Jared Token Scotty crew. only uses... And this is a picture of a lizard, a Rasta lizard, a lizard with dreads, Rasta hat, and a bong. And it says mountainside glass. And there's stacks of bills and rubber bands and what looks to be like a thirty-eight revolver. <laughs> I don't see the revolver. Where is that? It's just sitting on the table. So is this Hey, man, lizard, lizard life, life is hard, man, all right? It's hard being a lizard. <laughs> all right, Scotty. So streets, tell them. Tell the people what Uncle Jim was getting. Yeah, Uncle Jim, I'll show you, man. Right here, it's this beautiful little travel uh, travel rig right here. So I'll, I'll go find you a bowl for it. I don't know why it didn't come with a bowl, but what do they call them? I don't, did they even call them bowls for these? What is a rig called? A, was it a bowl or what do they call that guru? Bucket, man. Isn't you. it a like bucket? A dab rig? Yeah, what do they call that? A bucket? Is that? Yeah, that is. Oh, yeah. Where you there put a bucket on there or a nail. Yeah. Either way. I've got to get you a bucket or a nail, brah. <laughs> anyway, this thing's awesome. It is something you can put in your backpack and travel with. Uh, just make sure it's nice and clean. But totally awesome, man. Thanks, Matt Hell C. Yeah, man. From Mountainside Glass, M-T-N-S-I-D-E-G-L-A-S-S.com. Uh, like I said, it's a real cool glass blower. Just a guy that does it. Uh, you know, j- He's just an artisan. So, I mean, if you need something done, call him. Get in touch with him through, uh, uh, through, through the website. And just a real good glass blower, man. It makes, you know, it's not ornate. I mean, it's good looking stuff, but it's meant to be functional. It's really heavy duty stuff. It's meant to be, I don't want to say it's meant to be dropped, but, you know, we all know how, how disappointing it is when you break your bowl, man, when, when you break your glass. Definitely. Hasn't happened in a while. I've actually hadn't had any glass other than this bong that I cared about if I broke it or not. But now when we get this bat, well, I guess the one from Mountainside is supposed to be unbreakable. But then I got this other one from Paul at Mary Glass Works. And it's like, man, if I ever break this, it might be that person that's doing repairs, like going to get your glass repaired. Like, please fix it for me. <laughs> anyway, that's my bong repair been to person so many right concerts, there. concerts, man. What? I said, you know, life's complicated when you have a bong repairman. Yeah, so didn't Matt say, doesn't, isn't that kind of common in the industry that people request repairs on pieces? Or It is, it is, and that's what makes him build them so strong because he talks about like some of that, uh, he's like, 
you know, the Chinese glass he talks about. And this really pretty stuff comes over here with all this ornate stuff. I mean, as far as artists, you know, being an artist, they do nice stuff. But it's like paper thin. And then when you break it, it's like the way it's, it's just wasn't the way it was designed wasn't thoughtful enough to where when you break it, it's repairable. So it's just like a night he inherits these nightmares trying to repair these things. So, but yeah, he does all sorts of repairs and stuff like that. He's just somebody that's been in the game for a long time. Knows what he's doing. Legit, man. A legit glass blower. Hell yeah. Well, let's uh, break format a little, man. Take a quick break. We've got a couple quick news stories and grow talk coming up. <laughs> um, that works for you. Yeah. And, if we're uh, breaking format, can we play? I was laughing. None of us were freaking out, man. But we just sometimes play some funny YouTube videos. And uh, Guru had never seen the Casey Kasem video where he freaks out, man, or he's crying about the dog. Oh, sometimes I try to joke around. I think like we played that one at the time on the show. But play yeah, it, man. It's go ahead and funny, play that man. audio or video or whatever it is. It's hilarious. Guru, check this out, man. You hope I never get like this, man. 20 years, man. I'll be old and crotchety and. Uh, all right. Where's I'll keep my you in damp- check. Where's my damn pictures of the dog? <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. We'll be back in a minute. I'm going to repack. Check it all out at dudegrows.com, guys. We'll be right back. All right. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This a god last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is uh, that that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. What is this fucking ponderous, man? Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Oh yeah, nonstop music, Rick Knees. Let me get that phone. All right, you got a special request? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn deaf dedication. No problem. We'll play it for you. Here's the deaf dedication, just for you. All right, we're back here. Let's do a little news before we get into some grow talk and what we have to do in the grow today. Um, the Colorado General Assembly is meeting today to have the final hearing on the uh, or the final reading whatever they call it on the House Bill 1220 HB 171220 titled Prevent Marijuana Diversion to Illegal Market or since sometimes this show is in the past or future <laughs> but regardless what happened here is um <clears throat> the the to limit plants some people say 16 some people say 12 they're trying to get it to be 16 i don't care 12 or 16 but i want to put a little announcement out we've already covered this covered this on the show right. it's time for growers to can seriously consider obviously the people that have high plant counts that were on the medical system 
are are in that exactly. You're in a system. Your addresses, names. Um, so if they want to come check up after a while as uh, Anya, as well as we covered a story I think about a month ago where Hickenlooper, um, I believe, was earmarking, that might be the right word, a bunch of uh, marijuana tax dollars right. for a couple task forces around town to make sure that they had enough money um, for doing extra work on marijuana enforcement. So if you're that guy that has the 10 lights hanging, running off the medical card and slinging into the black market or whatever, which I don't care at all, but think about it, man. I bet you we're going to see soon, not too soon, but probably by the summer, like a sweep. Like, you know, every once in a while you hear that news story come out, 30 people raided a day, and you get to see the Radiant 8s and the reflectors thrown out the fucking lawn. Merchant. And, um, you know, I know that, that, that it's just how waves of things come. But when, if you're following this news and they're wanting to, to um, you know, hit on the black market and now they're limiting grows, the first thing I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do soon is start to enforce that with some raids on people. And like we say on the show and Scotty said first, they give you a long leash to hang <laughs> yourself with. Yes, they do. So yes, they do. They'll be like, oh, we not only know that you've been growing for this long, but we've known you've been growing for this long. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, be careful. Uh, I want everybody to have their cannabis. It's time to consider growing bigger plants, lower your plant count if you have that ability to grow bigger plants. I mean, I know it takes longer, um, but and just really being on top of your game if you have to be a production grower with plant count, that's when like everything is down the line. You're like, man, I need to maximize here. I need to waste no time here. You know, you want to have everything turn out as quick as possible and as good as possible. And as a public service announcement, even if it is legal in your state, it still don't mean you should be blowing people's fucking phones up with it. Okay, man? I mean, I've talked to What'd some... What'd you say? Blowing people's phones yeah, up with I've it? Yeah, I've talked to some people before that are just the fucking craziest, man. Like, you know, just say shit on the phone where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Don't say that on my phone, man, you know? You know what I mean, man? Just like people are crazy. They just they think that it's on because it's fucking medically legal to grow six plants that it's on. They can talk about slinging pounds over the phone in the fucking <laughs> yeah, they can talk about anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. You're in line at fucking Walmart and you're fucking like, yeah, I got a six pack for you, man. Wait, ready and get ready to go. Like, dude, Ooh, fucking yeah. prank caller, man. It's <laughs> my number. So, um,. Yeah, watch it. I don't know what the penalties are going to be, guys. I don't think it's going to be as bad. I think something might be a misdemeanor. I think another thing is a type. I think if you have over X amount of plants, you would be up against some type of felony, like type 3 or whatever. But it's going to be a pain in the ass either way. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. The next thing you know, they'll have you pissing in a cup and making you call a phone line to see if it's your color. Oh, man. Yeah. You're I've de- never you're had depressing to do that. I've seen now, friends man. that had, I've been lucky. Friends that have had to do that. And I'm like, dude. They got all their shit together. They learned from their lesson or whatever with the law, whatever the fuck they ha- happened to them. And I guess we're cussing too much this show. Uh, but the the only thing now is that they're supposed to quit smoking cannabis because they might pop on a drug test and they're in violation of their probation and vicious cycle. Right. That's cruel and unusual punishment right there, man. So, um, what do you got, man? What'd you find in the news? Man, not too much. I was talking about that. Uh, <clears throat> just I just was looking for hash oil, or not hash oil. <laughs> um, I was looking for um, 
stories today, man. And I found this one, just this guy's perspective. It was like a letter to the editor. Uh, I, I was talking about it before, how like how uh, Amendment 2 in Florida passed cannabis. So Florida's legal in cannabis. And um, the guy's just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like this. He's trying to be cool, but he has no idea. He's like, uh, he's trying to tell you about BHO. And he's like, BHO, known on, the, or butane hash oil, known on the street as BHO, wax, <laughs> shatter, butter, and other slang terms. It's kind of like hanging out with like your nice 65-year-old uncle who like went through the 60s. It's trying to be cool. And it's, it's just kind of a funny story, man. He's like, in the 60s, it was just known simply as hash oil. Contained 13 to 50%, 15% THC, and the 21st century version being smoked and otherwise ingested by teens and other lone, uh, others, young adults in St. John's County, often containing 70 to 80% THC. So he's freaking out a little bit, man. But he's like, I approach the social issue from a libertarian perspective, so I've report, I support the idea that people with chronic pain should have access to anything that will ease their suffering, including high THC cannabis concentrates. Amendment 2 will help aid those people. Uh, it just It's kind of funny, though. You should read it. It goes, far too many teens and young adults with no medical need whatsoever are using high THC butane hash oil to get a sudden psychoactive jolt. Not attainable from low THC at pot. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Why don't people get, like you've said before, you know, even with no medical need, people like to alter their minds. I mean, if the day, like one a total just off-the-wall example, the day is done, this dude's been freaking at work all day, I don't know, hammering something. Right. He gets home and he it's wants to get teeth. high as hell, rip 10 bong hits, get his eyes bloodshot out of his head and play like... Uh, Metal Gear Solid. That sure. shows how old I am. That's some old game. <laughs> I was trying to think of a new Xbox game or something like. Um, that's great too. I yeah. Mean, instead of bong hits, maybe you just take a dab. Maybe if you're like, dude, you we've know seen what? all the alternatives, man. We've talked about all the alternatives. People should know the other alternatives for people to recreate with. Not all of them, but are you know to alter their state. Um, the most accessible ones are very bad for you: alcohol, opiates. Uh, whatever other kind of Cocaine. pills, uh, what, uh, heroin, uh, heroin's an opiate. Yep. Um, but there are other things. I know I'm. Ch- I'm not. But regardless, this is the one you find that, in my scientific opinion, has <laughs> zero to any negative health effects. Very minimal, and, unless you smoke a shitload of it and low quality or something that's has sucked up some. Use the wrong oh, fertilizer. Yeah, as I get older, it's like. I'd never wake up the next morning and be like, oh, dude, I just feel like shit. I smoke too many bongs. No, no. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a no hangover right. effect as well, which is fabulous. But I'm going to so. tie it all together now. Remember when I was talking about nutrient-dense foods and growing your own foods and stuff like that? Here we go. If you're using that shitty fertilizer that we were talking about that is loaded with heavy metals and you're putting that on your cannabis and your cannabis is sucking up the heavy metals, then you're smoking heavy metals. Dude, you're fucking yourself up, man. You th- and you and you say, oh, that fertilizer was organic. Well, yeah, all those heavy metals are organic too. The ones that are, su- you know what I mean? It's uh, <clears throat> it um, doesn't matter. It matters what's in what you're smoking, and we don't really know that. You know, it's it's really important to know that. Yes, it is. That's why you grow your own and smoke your own. Yeah, but Not unless you know what's sources. in the fertilizer, how the hell do I know what's in the fertilizer bottles? Well, you can kind of tell just from the grade of uh, 
like minerals they put in there where if they have like the there agricultural grade that can have the, the most amount of heavy metals in it <laughs> yeah yep yeah counterintuitive <clears throat> a little bit but and then like the that ph- is ridiculous like the pharmacopoeia grade and food grade because it, it goes ag food and then pharmacopoeia is the highest grade and i seen like so they're like oh it won't suck it up alkaline soils it hardly sucks up any of the heavy metals <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm just saying, just be careful about smoke. You know what you smoke, man. We got to control that stuff, and then we got to really understand what we're putting into this. This all has to do with me growing great quality cannabis. I'm going to move on to give a <clears throat> shout out to uh, Hordelux because I have the word. Actually, a, a official email was sent. I was like, "Get me one of these damn bulbs, man. Where's the ceramic <laughs> HPS?" And Tyler's like, I agree. We have gotten everybody excited, and it's like we're pregnant with this thing here. But you know, and I know they're just trying to get make sure everything has a good release. But it's gonna sure. be dope. Um, if you guys don't know, it's a 600 watt ceramic. Um, it's good. Re- it's a white, like that says here in the description, emits a white, clean light. Yep. But it's very heavy on the red spectrum. We need to release that audio, Scotty. When do you think? Because uh, that's still in the members area. You had an interview. Um, with Mark from Hortolux, I believe. It's me looking at Guru. It's going out today. All right, cool. Nice. I don't know what day today is. Is it in the members area right now, or are you saying it's going out it, in general? It should be in the members area. It'll be out on YouTube later to, later on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, let's throw it out on YouTube, and I think maybe we'll throw it in an episode this week as well, potentially. But regardless, check that out. You'll get more information. Um, but once I can get my hands on one of these guys, I'm going to run it for a, a flowering run or two for sure because I want to see what it can do. I hear, I hear, I'm not sure, that it should be an awesome value if you're walking into the store looking and picking up a 315 that maybe you should consider uh, getting 600 watts of that light instead of just 315. So interesting. We'll see. Very interesting. All right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. Let's do some grow talk here, man. Sure. Um, wanted to get through. You guys got some questions in over there. Much appreciated. Dudegrows.com. Go submit a grow talk question and uh, just be logged in. Get some nugs for doing it and have people in the community, which has been awesome helping out, man. People getting some serious Looking help knowledge. here. That, Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, and we never usually see any of the, uh, this, the, the internet crap i don't like in some other forums or trolling or, or whatever that's, you want. That's, i guess we're not big enough yet no that's probably you don't have hang, the stats for that yet man no hang on a second man we got to give credit where credit is due man that's because of jay maestro jay maestro is our cop man that's why i said he's our bouncer over there ah. and he makes sure if you're an asshole you can go be an asshole somewhere else man this is a positive community forgot. here he, man. he wears so many hats that i forgot he was a moderator yeah but he's a good one and it's a, or, that's, yeah. you know, I've got him to thank for the vibe on that community because he keeps it positive, man. And I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. This is in from Billy Buds. It says, hi, guys. Shout out to all the DGC crew. Two-parter question here. First, Fox Farm Ocean Forest in a solo cup. Blueberry strain. He's just describing what he's got going on here. Nice and low indica. It's 15 days old from seed. And he's got an eight 800-watt. LED light. And he goes, Chinese, I know. Girlfriend bought it for me. What can I say? I was like, yeah, that's a nice girlfriend there buying your grow equipment. Um, this is a nice thick stalk, but topped it three days ago. I know the soil looks wet in this picture, but the leaf shape does not look good to me. Curling and ribbed. What's your thoughts? Wait a couple of days and see. And guys, we're looking at a picture. Um, I say, yeah, wait a couple of days and see. This is just a plant that's not that big. And when you top a plant, the leaves under it, sometimes, especially because those leaves aren't used to getting exposed to that much light now that you took the top away, 
can look a little, you know, and you shock the plan a little. You just cut, cut, I don't know how much you cut off the top of this. You know, sometimes you can take 20% of the top of the plant, depending on how aggressive you're getting. So, again, man, the say, uh, DGC comes through undershade. It says, uh, that, uh, first off, they don't. I agree with undershade completely right here. It says they don't look that bad to me. Maybe let them dry out a bit, and topping can put a bit of stress on them as well, but usually it'll pop right back. Uh, other than that, grow on undershade. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is exactly, in my opinion, to let it dry out a little bit. Sorry, got to do it. Throw a little re- recharge on there on the next watering, and uh, watch it pop. Definitely. And then, and, uh, and then a two parter here, real quick. You want to give an update? He goes. I heard the talk about hydrogen peroxide. Um, and he goes. This is when we were talking about popping seeds. And he goes. I tried it with eight seeds, four ounces of water. And three mils of hydrogen peroxide. It doesn't list what strength this peroxide. Yeah, now peroxide from the store is three percent, and you can get twenty five, thirty five percent if you go to a restaurant supply store. Yeah, it's important to know yep. uh, what strength you're using with dosage recommendations. And is he just doing that to, to get ox- extra oxygen into the water, the, the, or he, to keep it clean? Just, that's usually a sterilization. Usually, if people are worried about uh, pathogens being on the leaves, they can sterilize them like that. But I'd rather just roll them around in some uh, some inoculant, you know what I mean? And, and instead of sterilizing them, inoculate them. Well, he said the seed case is opened in 24 hours, and um, pitcher he has a pitcher here with like their first uh, first root coming out. Probably a scientific name for that. Cotyledons. You know, the first, the first uh, two Cotyledons, leaves. Cotyledons, the first root. The root or the um, or the leaf, it, the leaves. He says three days, they were all three-inch tall with first leaves. So he said worked great. So he's just saying that's his experience with the peroxide. It's not necessary, but uh, good to know. Good to know. It's not like it's an expensive thing just to try out for the hell of it. Just be careful with the concentration. Uh, yeah, peroxide is one of those things. It's a sterilizer. You know, it's it's, a, it's an oxidizer and a sterilizer. Um, I don't... Uh, you know, I used to use it back, like, with deep water culture to keep everything super sterile. I like to think of it as, like, the... Uh, you know, you go scrub the hospital walls and you keep that place so clean because you're, you know, opening people up and, you know, they can get, if, if there's bacteria all over the place, they can get infections, you know. Um, for plants and seeds, I kind of want them to get an inoculation anyhow. So, you know, that when, when in normal nature or in nature, there's all sorts of bacteria and fungi. So as soon as the plant, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm stoked, man. As soon as the seed pops, the plant comes out and it touches all, all this uh, bacteria and fungi as an inoculated. So that's, that's what we try to do. So I would say just introduce, instead of putting a bunch of, of you know, cleanser in there and making it sterile, do what's natural, which is just putting a bunch of good bacteria and fungi on there so it gets inoculated right from the start. There you go. Get that relationship, the symbiosis going immediately. Yes. So when the cotyledon comes out, it just gets to party. Yeah, think about with the bacteria it's, and strike a derm. It's not what? supposed to be sterile, man. Think about the way a leaf really grows. I'm sorry, not a leaf, but a, a plant really grows and a seed really grows. It pops out. It's not supposed to be completely sterile. Oh, I know about com- you and your stale- stereness with indoor growth. <laughs> I've never tried to be clean. <laughs> Somebody just called me like, oh, your shit's so dirty. I'm like, yeah, well, you are what you are in this world, okay? All right, let's roll on to this next question from Ebony Blazon 88 And uh, I don't know if you're able to throw this picture of this plant up, Guru, oh, but yeah. uh, for the video-, video show here. But uh, it is 
ridiculous. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't laugh. First, let me read this. Uh, hey, dude and Scotty in the DGC. New grower here trying to get my little bud back on track. Use some organic insecticidal soap to help with the bug problem, but it, is our, it has really took a toll on my plant. The gnats seem to be at bay, so I haven't been using the spray anymore. Any suggestions for rejuvenating my herb and maintaining a good pest defense? Thanks for the help. Wow. So, this is rough, man. This plant looks really rough. I would start like, over. Nah, you know what? I mean, if you leave that thing alone, it'll come back. You just got to leave it alone for a little bit, man. It'll come back. Oh, I agree. I wonder, guys, we're looking at a plant that has Burnt. really uh, damaged leaves, potentially. Like, they're still all green, but it almost looks like hemp russet mites have been allowed to munch for a few weeks. You know, maybe the, potentially you, you could have, unless the spray did that damage and the plant looked kind of okay before. Um, either case, you need a 30 time scope and you need to be scoping those leaves hard and looking real carefully for anything moving. Um, seeing hemp russet mites is hard. You need to like have a really good eye, preferably a sixty times scope. It just looks like that type of damage to me. But yeah, it could just be a really not, bad burn, though. You know, that's if you spray some kind of oil and then put it right under the light. I could see that happening. Yeah, as well. it could be totally. Uh, yeah, but I, I definitely like think that that's that's just burn from the insecticidal soap. Yeah, because I think he was just saying he had fungus gnats was what he was combating. Yeah, well, people get confused with what they're combating for sure. I, heard, I mean, fungus gnats call it, but why would you be using insecticidal soap spray for fungus gnats? I don't know. Cause you know what I mean? Why not? I mean, just what are you going to do? So you're going to spray this to the soil surface with it? Yeah, I guess you're right. They are running all over the And then soil. I'm watering in. I debated the other day. I was going to use uh, somebody who was telling me, which you've heard of the product, Gonats. It's like a cedar oil. It smells like cedar tree. Right. And they're like, it works really. I've actually used it before, but I debated, and I don't know if you would know. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to water in a cedar oil right. into my rhizosphere. Right, right. I wouldn't. So anyway, I would uh, get another bug like, to catch them. Is what I would do. Like Scotty said, this plant. If you're patient, man, these plants are so resilient. If you know you don't have a bug problem that they're just sitting there chewing on it or doing something, it will come back, man. These things you can. I've seen a plant with like one half of a leaf come back sure but let's like take a look just, at that now that's what a two week old you, i could do something like that two weeks out of the cloner i would say you know make a plant like that I don't know. sure okay so about a foot tall plant no nah, i don't even know i'm thinking it's more like six or eight inches but whatever so my point is that if it takes two weeks out of the cloner to make something like that if you have access to any clones maybe consider just starting over again just because time does is costly you know, time is is one of those factors. You have you know, one of those yeah, things you have to keep factor both in. going, and then if you need to get rid of one <clears throat> or the other, at least you got your covered. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we got less is more. Less is more. Whoa. Asking it says ask Colin segment. Okay. It says what's the difference between phosphorus and phosphite? Hmm. The phosphite has the fungus or fungicide abilities as well as biostimulator properties. What's the lowdown on some other forms of the big P? I mean, we could save this to ask Colin and figure it out. I don't know if you guys want to chime in because I do not know. I can yeah. answer a little bit. Oh, okay, man. You take it. <laughs> I so, mean, go ahead. No, that was me bluffing. <laughs> I saw uh, he was ready to say something. Phosphate is uh, it's H3 or PO4, um, and that's just like its, it's chemical constituent, and that's it's what makes up potash totally. and is used in almost all fertilizers. Phosphite is based off of, I want to say phos, phosphorus acid, not phosphoric acid, What's like the, the phosphate is. Right. Just the amount of hydrogens that are on it. But phosphite, 
when it's in the soil will get turned by either biological process or chemically into phosphate. But then he's talking about the biostimulant um, and fungicide properties to phosphite. Okay. And we really don't know what's going on with it. We're not sure if it's directly impacting the fungus and acting as a true fungicide or if it's uh, – they think it's a – part of the induced systemic resistance with the plant that it triggers that and unlocks turns on and off genes that help the plant uh, defend itself remember we were saying about if the plant can achieve total nutrition it can make a protein and the and the bugs don't like to eat the protein that was one guy's perspective right. on it. i don't know if it's true or not but wonder if there could be something there as well because it is a nutrient well yeah and it's it's turning off when it turns on and off all those genes it's able to make and change different proteins to adjust itself to be able to better defend itself against uh, fungal fungal infection. I mean, really, once we've achieved nutrient maximization in the rhizosphere, uh, it's not it's it's just not really obsolete type of question because of the strain dependency. Yeah, man. To quote the great <laughs> Sammy Sosa, "All right, take a dab. Could be, could be." <laughs> All right. Well, well, yeah. Good good information though. That's where uh, digging too a little too deep for me sometimes, but. Uh, like, you know, these other forms of the big P as far as phosphorus. I mean, I always looked at phosphorus. Okay, that's going to give me some bloom. Other forms, if you don't mind growing with the poop, would be like the, you know, it's different bat guanos. I always used to say seabird guano as well, preferably off the islands off South America where there's no environmental impact. Like, what? You know, messing with the bat kids. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but. Yeah, hook it up with, uh, if you're not trying, I always say you can use a little top dressing of this nice talcum-type powder of uh, seabird guano. It's a 0 right. on almost any media and, and gain a little benefit if you want to try out something else. So that's my tip. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff, man. Right? Right on. Right, right. You do grow the dank, When I'm done dude. talking, you should be like, right, right, right. I was just thinking, man. Maybe that's the, it's good stuff. I'm smoking some of your uh, some of your swingio right now, man. I'm feeling dreamy. Dream air. Uh, but it's absolutely right. delicious. More. The dude does bring the flavor. <clears throat> two more grow talks here. Hey. Before I do, I will give one more. Hmm, man, I got to I gotta stop using yell at and shout outs getting boring. <laughs> I'm just going to say what's up, what's up to way to grow, guys. Right. Ordelux bulbs, all of them, even the T5 power veggies and the colors, I believe, if you want to get into those, are on sale at any of the way to grows. Uh, and they're supporting the uh, DGC Cup, man. We're going to have a $500 shopping spree uh, from Way to Grow for somebody to go get the, you know, hang out. We'll go get real high. It's not necessary, but we'll get stoned up and go shop around me, you, Scotty, and whoever else wants to hang and see what you can throw $500 at. It could last a long time, or you could just buy one thing. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, there's a wide array of uh, price points in the store, the hydro store. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff, though. But, uh, yeah. Check it out, guys. Uh, while you're there, if you go shop over at Way to Grow, just use Dude's account, man. Go on Dude Grow's account at checkout. Help give yourself a little bit more of a discount. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the DGC. Enzymes, man. Time to fool your enzyme from Michigan Matt. What's up, Michigan All Matt? Right. Curious, on the time of the day to fool your veg and flower, lights on or lights off? Obviously, it has to be when lights are off if veg is 24, you know, 24-0. But what about an 18-6 light cycle? Does it matter per nutrient 
Are some nutrients better to foliar at night rather than in the light? It's like we're rhyming all right. <laughs> so you got to watch so, out if you spray at night. You can be inviting yeah, mildews, man. You can be inviting mold, bud mold and mildews to start. I'd be real weary yeah, about let's spraying talk about, at night and leaving the plants. I agree wet. with that. You don't want to add humidity to an already you know most humid time in the garden. Uh, Stomatas are open, right? On the when the lights are on. So, you know, and I'm just talking what I think I know here. So when the lights are, I, I thought the stomatos also are on the bottom side of the yes, leaves. Yes, yes. I was always taught to, to spray the bottom side of the leaves because of that's where the spider, you know, when if you're ever battling spider mites, you gotta, they like to be on the bottoms of the leaves. Why? Because it's a pain in the ass to spray them there. So what if they're translaminar? But I've also word. heard, I, I mean, is it important? Do you think it's important to spray the bottom side of the leaves um, if you're using, let's just say, a kelp and yes. a, his next questions on biocosa yes. because you're trying to get it into open stomatas? Uh, I, yeah, I think you got to get anything into the bottom of the leaves, man, into the open stomatas, I would say so. And tops, it's beneficial as well because people see change happen in their gardens. I've seen you know, a nutri- or nitrogen-deficient garden sprayed some uh, – it was a – Shit, a product I think had urea in it. It's from, I uh, can't remember the name. Sure. Um, but greened it right up in, like in a light cycle. That was only spraying the tops. So, I mean, what's the difference? You know, why it affects the tops as well. Well, I mean, you just want to make sure that you're not, ha- like if you're just spraying the tops, you're getting half the surface, total surface area of your leaves on your plant. You want to try and get as full of coverage as possible because it'll be beneficial pretty much everywhere. Do plants just absorb CO2 through the stomata or can they also absorb? See, good point. Like good point. If you're using, yeah, probably if you're using a sticker spreader, it's not absorbing it through the stomatas. It's going through the mesophyll. Okay. The yeah, the mesophyll. That's what we were wondering. See, that's why we sent this See, kid I to got, college, uh, man. But yeah, definitely using a you really need to use some type of surfactant or saponin or uh, sticker spreader when you're use, when you're doing foliar just to make sure it breaks up the surface tension and spreads. Or else it'll it out. just roll off. You'll literally see the droplets just roll right off yeah. the leaf without being absorbed, and it's super inefficient. So, so that being said, also people say you know, and this is good for a conversation just to put out there real quick, is the uh, if you're spraying the underside of the leaves with a sticker spreader whatever if i use a straight neem oil i already there's an oil in there so it already kind of has um my that uh like a, a spreader no, fuck naturally no. built into fuck the, no man that oil that's i mean what that's I, what you got to worry what? about you got to worry about that oil each type of oil makes a different size droplet that droplet sits on the leaf like a little magnifying glass like i was it convex is that what it's called or concave yeah. i can't I think, it, yeah. I think it makes a concave concave there we go like a cave yeah but it's a I'm saying it's this little water droplet. It looks like a magnifying glass. It's made out of oil, and it fucking burns the plant, man. That's how it gets super burnt. Yeah, if your light's on, you'll get those you burn marks. You need something to break spray. the surface tension so that water, that oil doesn't go in a droplet. Instead, it sheets, and, and that's what the... the yeah, and you're not you're not just spreaders are. Yeah, you're not just breaking the surface tension of the water either. That's part of what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It's also making the water a good carrier for the oil. So that the oil doesn't beat up and make drops on it. Because it, it makes the water and the oil not separate in solution with each other. It actually makes them beat that, together. Yeah, water and oil don't, don't go together either. No, and That's we have true. to make them do that so yep. that it spreads out across the surface area of the plant. Aha, starting to make sense now. Just a couple of days ago, we did uh, had that nice sheet from the University of Georgia Athens on uh, sticker spreaders and adjuvants and, and explaining what they I did. forgot we did that. Yeah, we just did that. So that's good information, man. We should go check that out. 
Well, he goes on to say in one final note to do with our one final hold on now and one final one not to do with timing do you guys foliar with an enzyme is it effective as a foliar isn't that the point the enzyme break down dead uh, roots and turn them into something useful how is this obtained by a foliaring them foliaring an enzyme spraying an enzyme through the leaves or are we trying to obtain a different result so always much appreciation michigan matt i did i don't think I don't know if you guys mentioned real quick on the first part of the question, spraying. I find it valuable to spray, if you can, earlier in the light cycle, either just before the lights are coming on maybe, or if they are coming on, you can just dim them down, or if you're using a spreader and you know you're not going to burn your leaves. But earlier in the light cycle is when I do it. Yeah, I would, not gonna I do would it think like that. Just so then the lights are going you off. got all day for it to dry that way, and then you can be in the room to see what's going on. Um, just kind of keep an eye on it, and you'd be assured at the end of the day that it, that uh, you know if you saw something like they started stressing out thirty minutes later, you could turn your lights way down. You know, I think that's that's a good idea to monitor everything. And as far as uh, using the uh, you know biocozyme or an enzyme for the spray, had a bunch of people. Thanks for chiming in. Snot bubbles says I use biocozyme during the first two weeks of flower to slow down the stretch at ten mil per gallon. I use this with cocoa wet or easy wet, no more than an hour before the lights come on. I like it for the leaves to be somewhat dry when the lights come on. I've burnt the leaves several times while spraying with the lights on. So, uh, and I remember Jake being on, and there's some information that we were discussing uh, earlier episodes of how people were using biocozyme to try and prevent, or not prevent, but not, you know, have as much stretch when you that first part of flowering. Huh. Because, yeah, any, so, thanks. anytime you're using Go an en- enzyme, um, what they're meant to do, they're just catalysts. They help all the, like, biological processes the plant has to go through. It lowers the amount of energy it takes for them to start those processes. Um, so it makes them more efficient in, I guess, just completing, like, basic plant functions. So using it as a foliar, I mean, it's just another way to get it into the plant. Because it, it's also working in the root zone to help break up uh nutrients and minerals and stuff but it also can work in the plant to help it get through its biological process it needs to do it's enzymatic <laughs> my wife's really into all these essential oils you know and the house is always smelling pretty snazzy <laughs> with all these natural scents so what i you, you can take uh the ascension lemon oil yes sir and just before and spray it on your buds after you've like dried them yeah. and then you can turn any strain into a lemon g cross yeah, scotty isn't there something we can spray on it <laughs> <laughs> anyway one more here real quick socal dank says light green sugar leaves send in a couple pictures pictures of the top <laughs> of this flowers that look pretty damn good to me because what's up dude scotty and guru and ddc i've got a gorilla cookie strain that is currently in week six of flower. I noticed the highest sugar leaves are starting to turn pale green. I'm using GH3 part at one-eighth of a, stra- a strength. And let's, say, let's keep in mind, hmm. he's in week six of flower. So why is he using GH3 part at one-eighth of the strength? Um, he goes, but the last feeding was at quarter strength, slowly moving to half strength before flush in a few we- hmm. weeks. I hear this strain can go nine to ten weeks in flower. Question is... Does this light green look like a newt deficiency or too much? Maybe this is normal towards mid to end flower. I know, I know, it's strain dependent. (laughs) You better do a dab. Other additives I use is silica, calamag, cool bloom, mammoth pea, a little bit of earth and juice grow for the guanos, fish, and blood meal, and of course, recharge. So many thanks for the input. 
Um, it doesn't look that bad to me. He said he's in week six, though. Using, I don't know why you want to use, you'd probably be wanting to use that GH3 part, higher, you know, one-eighth so the strength eighth in week strength. six. Hang on, I'm going to try to do math here, man. You're at so, 800 parts per million normally. That's yeah, 100, 100 parts per million. So, so unless I'm, we're, if you're you know, at 1,600 parts per million is maybe what it is at full strength. So he's at 200 parts per million. Or less. That doesn't, maybe less. If that's the case, then that's that, that's not enough. I don't think you can hit it at GH with at, at you know two hundred ppm. Especially if it has another four weeks to go. If it's a ten week strain and you're just in week six, yeah, another four weeks to go. You're at an eighth strength. You're basically starting a flush. I mean, that less is more kid from back in the day was touting seven and eight hundred ppm. He was doing. Um, it depends on on your you know your growing system as well, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't think you could get away with three or 400 ppm even. I would think you'd need to be a little bit heavier than that as far as newts. So it looks like you're, it's working. I mean, he working. has some other additives. He said <laughs> earth yeah. use grow, some guanos, fish, and all oh, that. Oh, earth but yeah, use grow. Up it a little. Okay, shit, earth use grow has a bunch of steak and potatoes in it. That's guano, no? Yeah. So what's that? What's Not all. I mean, not only, but it's got guanos in it. Okay, so okay, so he's getting nutrients. I guess it would matter how much of that you're putting in, and if it's getting how quick it's getting, or if it is getting to the plant. But if you're using a recharge, you got some microbes in there that are processing that. Yeah, should yeah. be all right. I mean, maybe a little bit light. Wait, what, so he's what, saying what week up is that now? It's That's he's week, in week six. six. He's saying he yeah. he usually waters. I'm using GH three part at one eighth strength, but the last feeding was a quarter. And he's slowly moving to one half strength, one half. Strength. Yeah, I don't understand that. Man. He must be using a lot of earth juice. In I would want to hammer it really heavy in veg, and then hammer it fairly heavy in flowering, and then start maybe backing off, but not until I, I used to hammer it fairly heavy till uh, fairly late in oh, flowering. Yeah, he's saying it's a nine to ten week strain, man. So if he's in week six, it's hammer time. Yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I would think so, man. If you're using synthetics, I wouldn't be afraid of them. You know, I mean, they do. They are pretty easy to get out of the plant. Oh, you wouldn't be afraid of the synthetics. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what they're for is to be able to juice the plant up with them. You know, and they they're able to trick it into absorbing a lot of those nutrients and building big bulky buds. So if that's the game, yeah. if that's not the game, I would think about trying to use something other than GH three part. I hear you. Sometimes it's just what you got on the shelf. Yeah. You got to get the cycle through it a little bit. Fair enough. Man. So that being said, we will tell you, Minana. Uh, do we have another? Is there a meme? Another meme contest that you're doing to, uh, tomorrow show? There is, man. There is. We still have to announce the winners for the uh, uh, the DGC Cup tickets. I don't think we did that, did we? No, we haven't yet. No. Nice. All right. Let's okay. Do that, and we'll do that tomorrow show. I'll tell you what I'm doing in my grow today, tomorrow, and tomorrow. What you got? Tomorrow, and all will be well. We got to get the heck out of here, man. Got a lot of growing to do. Other things. Organizing for that cup, guys. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Don't I dare I say, don't be a stoner. Get your ticket, please. <laughs> DGC Cup at Gmail, uh, as well as if you have questions or concerns, DGC Cup at Gmail. <clears throat> I will be in there every day. And be on the lookout. We should have a, uh, a block of rooms reserved or at least set up some kind of block of rooms around there. I'm looking. I need, got a couple callbacks I'm waiting for, but uh, definitely working on that because I'm staying the night, man. I ain't, I ain't driving nowhere after that cup. Right on. We'll uh, give a couple shout-outs here to some of these meme authors and DGC members. Yeah. we got Teeth Are Outside the Bones. Or no, sorry, sorry. Teeth Are oh, Outside the Bones. I'm gone, man. Guru, you, you got a screen for me? My shit just shut off, man. 
Stony Jacks. I just hit it. All, all you, dude. All you. Hit it. California Ray. California Ray Ray. Right back, man. Billy Buds, Don Knight. Maggie's Farm, 420. One of my favorites. Bobby. Hey, it's Bobby. Real DGC here. Soulless Ginger. Yeah. Who doesn't wear compression pants. Cush Creature, Budsy Malone over across the pond. Yeah. Rap Backyard Grow Dad and Jester. What's up, man? See you at the cup. Work, guys. Take it easy. We'll be back. It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new it's just weed, it's just weed, I like to keep the good buzz on, 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 it's just weed, it's just weed, I like to smoke it all day long, yeah, Get away! 